Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. It's National Heritage Week and Limerick is celebrating in its own unique way. Limerick historian Sharon Slater is involved in one of the projects with her Women of Limerick app and she joins me on the line now to tell the stories of three of these Limerick women. Good morning to you, Sharon. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm good. So the first person you're going to tell us about is a famous actor from Limerick City, Sharon. Who is she? Yeah, um, Ada Rain. Uh, she... She was born on Shannon Street, and um, even though the name Rain doesn't make much sense to us, she was originally called um, Belinda Cream. But when she went over to America as a and started her acting career, um, there was a typo in one of the uh, billings for her as a young actress, and it dropped the C in her name, and she became Rain from then on. And the Americans, they marked her death in a significant way. Is that right? They they did um, after after she died. She was such a she was an incredibly famous actress in her time you know, in the the late nineteenth nineteenth uh, century, and she was known all around the world at the time. And but really important in America, and the um, American government named one of their uh, navy ships after her. Really. Well, yep. that, that, she was that, that important. Is, yeah, yeah, that's that's a quite a big deal. And and you are also um, covering the story of a county Limerick woman who played a big part in the development and renaissance of the Irish language in Limerick. Yeah, um, Molly Clancy. Uh, she was born Molly Keane in Ballingarry, out in the county, and she moved into the city. But she was very involved in the Gaelic League, and that's where she met her husband George Clancy, who was one of the murdered mayors of Limerick. But she was a teacher and she thought she was a principal of St. Patrick's Girls School and she ended up uh, teaching Irish, being very involved in the Irish language, the Irish language movement and development in Limerick. Now, I know this is something that you're very um, passionate about, understandably, in the fact that we don't really have um, enough coverage of great Limerick women in history. We're chatting to Limerick historian Sharon Slater. And a new update of your app will be available this week. Isn't that right? Yeah, for Heritage Week, we've got a new layer in in the map. And it's all about um, public art that was created by women. So not necessarily Limerick women. Like one of the pieces, the Broken Heart Memorial, that you might know on Lower Mallow Street when you're going on to the Shannon Bridge. Um, that was created by an Italian woman, Maria Piscuti, and I'm probably mispronouncing her name completely. But there's, there, there's 10 new points added to the app with these pieces of public art created by women. Okay, and tell us a little bit about the uh, Italian artist. Yeah, she won a. She was in Ireland, in Dublin, um, studying uh, art, and and there was a call out for a memorial for the famine in 1997, and uh, she entered the competition and won the prize as a student, and created this piece. And originally, it had um, a fountain going along with it, but the fountain has since been stopped. Right. Uh, we're talking to Sharon Slater. It's all in connection with National Heritage Week and uh, the great Dolores O'Riordan also features. Yes. Well, hello, my beautiful Limerick. Aha! You're a Limerick girl and I'm so proud of this city. I'm actually a bit emotional. Come on, sing 
kind of nice. Dolores is like she's inspirational to everybody. Dolores Reardon was from Limerick and she represents everything that is good about Limerick. She her legacy will be her inspiration to all the young people of Limerick. Dolores Reardon was ordinary, she was from Ballybricken, but she said she wanted to be a rock star, and she was. So Reardon there and uh, this is all part of National Heritage Week and we're talking uh, to Sharon Slater, the Limerick historian, about her Women of Limerick app. Um, and, and how can people access that, by the way, Sharon? It, yeah, it's available for free on all um, smartphone devices. So if you've got an Android or an Apple phone, uh, they go to their Play Store and they can download it for free from there. Is Dolores one of the most recent Women of Limerick to feature? Um, we there, there's been three updates on the app, and Dolores was in the first um, section, which we released for International Women's Day back in March. Um, she was one of the first 25, and then we released another five for Riverfest, uh, and then now the ten new pieces of uh, ten new women in, with pieces of art for Heritage Week. Okay, brilliant. Well, listen, well done to you as always. Thank you very much, Limerick historian Sharon Slater, doing fantastic work in this sphere. And after the break, we're going to chat a little bit more about National Heritage Week as it applies here in Limerick. Right, it's National Heritage Week and Limerick features strongly and Tom O'Neill is Limerick Heritage Officer. Pat Scanlon is always with is, is also with us. He's done a project on the Scanlon family of eighteen hundred to eighteen fifty from Limerick to the USA. You're both very welcome. Uh, Pat, uh, tell us a little bit about this project. Presumably they're connected to you. Good morning, Joe, and thanks for inviting me. Uh distantly connected, I would say. Um the project I undertook was, uh, I guess, a hobby, really. at about two years' work, and it is basically a website now uh, detailing a kind of a time capsule, a catalogue of what I would call survival against the odds of two Scanlon families that uh, started their journey in 1800 and lived, uh, survived, you could say, it at a very uh, tough time in Irish history uh, against the odds uh, before their an eventual emigration around 18, in the late 1840s uh, to the USA. So it's the story of um, struggle uh, to survive a, at a time of economic disaster and catastrophe for Ireland, the Act of Union. So uh, along the way, I mean, I wouldn't have been able to do this without the assistance of the historical group in Castlemahan, Johara, uh, headed up by Pat Normoyle and other inputs and scatterings of information that I, I, I found uh, from, say, Ger Curtin in West Limerick there. He'd done a fantastic uh, history of the, 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 the times of the 1820s. So, so for me, I'm not a historian, but I, I found it as I got into it, uh, it was an act of discovery of what I didn't know, what I never learned in school. Um, you know, well, it's amazing, really. Yeah. Well, I mean, because two of the scandals in particular are very interesting stories. One was a poet and the other was a mayor in Texas. Absolutely. I think the mayor in Texas was as much a surprise to me as it is to anybody else in, in Castleman, except the historical group there. Uh, Tim Timothy Scanlon was born to um, 
Timothy Sr. and Ellen Hawk. And he, he went under the name in the U.S. later on as Timothy Ho Scanlon. The Hawk became H-O-W-E. Yes, he uh, immigrated with his parents, with his father, in the 1840s. I'm not really sure when. But he and his younger brothers, unlike all the rest of them, um, headed south. And they went down to Galveston um, street selling. street uh, They were uh, street traders, basically. They were selling pocket knives and, uh, and bits and bobs and made, uh, made a few bob. Uh, Jeremiah, his brother, went up north to Chicago to start a plumbing business. But Timothy stayed in Houston, and he made a fortune uh, somehow uh, trading cotton during the Civil War. And after the Civil War, he got into politics. He, he, he was in the, the Republican Party, and he worked very closely with the development and the reformation of Houston City. Uh, and he became mayor of Houston City between 1871 and 1874. It's a fantastic story, yeah. Fascinating. And the poet? The poet, of course, is celebrated in Castleman. Uh, he's well known in the locality and, and, and as a national figure. If you ever listen to the songs of the bold Fenian men, Jackets Green, those songs were written by Michael Scanlon. And there's another one which uh, I would suggest to be the next anthem of Limerick, which is called Limerick, You're Beautiful. So have a look in in the archives and find that one. He wrote that one as well. As a poet, he was a Fenian poet. Uh, I guess the benefit for him was that he was born and he went to school at the time with education was actually allowed in Ireland and the first national school in Castleman was in 1833. He, he, he and his younger brothers um, benefited from the education. They got a good solid education before emigration and when they went to the States, he very much uh, took the Fenian Brotherhood. Uh, IRB line, uh, he became very strong in the Fenian movement and he wrote lots of songs and poetry and uh, and, and he edited the Irish Republic magazine or, or mm. newspaper in the States. So he was mm. he was passionate about uh, the yeah. republicanism um, and they, he was a, quite a poet. Yeah? yeah, I mean, people love their social and family history in Limerick, of course. We're trying to Pat Scanlon, as I mentioned, Tom O'Neill, Limerick Heritage Officer, is also with us. Morning, Tom. Um, good, good morning, Joe. So I know, morning, I know there's a lot there's a lot on, but just give us briefly some of the highlights of National Heritage Week in Limerick. In Lim- well, it's, it's, where, where do I begin? Because um, it's, it, there's something happening all over the the, the county. Um, well, firstly, you, you, Sharon has already um, mentioned her women in Limerick, but um, there's a biodiversity events in Loch Gore. Um, if you go out to a, a Skeeton, they're facilitating, particularly with COVID, they're facilitating through Zoom meetings, genealogy um, sessions. And um, you have the Rambling House in the centre of the county in Knockfearnet. They've made the transition online. Um, and you, you have everything then. There's um, uh, the, the Glacier River, the Meg Rivers Trust are doing an event there. It's, I think what it shows, Joe, is the sheer variety of events that Limerick can host. And um, I had to smile as well. Um, when uh, Pat said he wasn't a historian, I'm, I'm beginning to think that there's historians and very promising historians all over the place in Limerick because what, what we're seeing during Heritage Week in Limerick in particular, I think, um, it, it, it fills out the national, at national level, we're all talking about the decade of commemorations. But what we see in Limerick is the local stories, the local pictures, and I think that fleshes it all out. It gives a much more complete picture. Um, yes. I, I, um, you see, sometimes I think it's very easy to, um, and uh, it, we are at that kind of particular time in our history when we can look back on over 100 years of independence, but it's very easy to miss out on the personal stories and the personal backgrounds 
that made up the big picture and I think we've captured that perfectly yeah. I think in Limerick Absolutely and often among the most fascinating of all well thank you very much Tom O'Neill Limerick Heritage Officer Pat Scanlon before that Sharon Slater so lots happening in Limerick for National Heritage Week Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95